Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. Folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibilities. I say one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi. Because as I say every week, Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in America. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network or on Super Talk TV at C Spire TV. But you might be watching the show on YouTube or Facebook or listening on your favorite podcast. It's February the 5th, 2024. You know... I've got a a little bit of a message for you this morning. About two years ago, I became the host of Super Talk Outdoors, which was previously known as Mississippi's Mississippi Outdoors Radio. That was actually a brand owned by the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. We decided to change the name of Super Talk Outdoors to Super Talk Outdoors to create a separation between the show and the department. The goal of the new show was to celebrate Mississippi's outdoors, and it was also to celebrate the employees of the department. But we'd also discuss from time to time why what happens in Jackson and Washington uh, matters mightily to outdoorsmen and women. And by the way, as you know every week, I've made it really clear that my comments are my own and not those of the foundation. I wouldn't have agreed to do this show if I couldn't have an independent voice in every single person understood that during my time as host though i have occasionally commented about the actions of the mississippi department of wildlife fisheries and parks commission now this is a five-member board appointed by the governor and it's responsible for setting policies for the department unfortunately they sometimes make decisions without public input and disregard scientific evidence particularly as it relates to important issues like the management of chronic wasting disease. I've also had concerns about the commission potentially legalizing the sale and transfer of whitetail deer. By discussing the issue on the show, uh, we were able to actually slow down the process a bit, but the, the amount of politics and backroom deals and favoritism surrounding that issue, I came to understand is disheartening. Some commissioners and politically connected deer breeders didn't appreciate the open opposition from myself and my guests. These are just two examples of the issues discussed on my show. Raising concerns about the public process of the commission led commissioners and executive director Lynn Posey to begin to work to silence my voice. Uh, That has gone on for about a year now. Uh, Last week, though, the foundation withdrew funding for the show at the behest behest of uh, Lynn Posey and the commission without any public discussion and without a commission vote. Incidentally, this was after the commission attempted to have me fired. I want to make it clear that Super Talk has remained supportive of the show and has never once wavered in its commitment to preserving open discussions. 
and especially on important issues. Um, these are values that sit at the core of what Supertalk was built upon. Trust in our public institutions, such as, for example, the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Commission, is crucial for successful wildlife and conservation management in Mississippi. It is our collective responsibility to protect and cherish public trust, ensuring that our wildlife legacy is built on integrity, fairness, good science, and the common good. Supertalk Outdoors will continue to fulfill its role, coveting our independent voice. Uh, we're grateful that we have so much support from conservation organizations across the state and the people of Mississippi who deeply, who care deeply about the state's wildlife and conservation efforts. I gotta, I gotta say though that I have been deeply honored to be associated with the dedicated volunteer leadership of the foundation. Uh, they are doing vital fundraising to support conservation efforts in the state. And I'm going to continue, we're going to continue to support their efforts however and whenever we can. Now, let's focus on our attention on the important work of conservation in Mississippi, as there is a lot to be done. <clears throat> we need to start a movement. Uh, before I go to our first guest, I want to I want to share with you real quick something I posted about the legislative process <clears throat> at the uh, Super Talk Outdoors Facebook page. There are bills in the Mississippi legislature that will create some important debates regarding Mississippi's wildlife legacy. Among the bills will be the generationally important opportunity to take the decision regarding the sale and transfer of whitetail deer away from the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Commission. Mississippi has been has based its wildlife success on the North American model of wildlife conservation. At the core of this legal principle is the proclamation that all wildlife belong to the people. Sources close to the issue say some current Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks commissioners support a very few rich deer breeders who want to become deer kings. We'll explain that term here in just a second. It's a pretty applicable term. These politically connected deer breeders have worked hard behind the scenes to stack the deck against the rest of us. Some close to the issue say we are as close as one vote on the commission away from a disaster. We now have a chance to close the door on this legislatively. Let's get this done. Let's, 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 let's do what we need to do so that we can remain the capital of the outdoors in America. We have to work harder to take politics out of the, out of wildlife conservation. If we don't, a few politically connected people are ready to blow it up what has made Mississippi's conservation efforts a success and a leader in America. Please join me in strongly supporting closing the door on this issue and preserving Mississippi's wildlife legacy. And just one other. There will be an important conversation and debate as well about the structure of the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Commission during this session. One bill introduced by Timmy Ladner, who's a Republican from Poplarville, works to address the size and qualifications of the commission. His bill would add four members, creating a total of nine commissioners. It also requires four commissioners to have a bachelor's degree related to wildlife management or conservation. If there's an absence of a bachelor's degree related to wildlife management or conservation, 10 years of work work experiences in a related field may be substituted. Another bill in front of the legislature suggests making the commission advisory and having the executive director of the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks report directly to the governor. I have to say that based on, this is my side comment here, but based on my recent experience with executive director Lynn Posey, I don't think that's a good idea. We darn sure don't want to be stuck with an executive director appointed by the governor who doesn't cherish the public trust. 
These are important public debates, though, that need to happen. As it is now, the commission can make policy with only three votes, and there is no wildlife conservation management degree or experience necessary. There is a clarion call for these discussions. By the way, Representative Timmy Ladner, if he can join us, will actually be joining us for the last segment of today's meeting, uh, today's show, to uh, discuss his bill. So now let's shift gears. I want to move over to my friend, uh, James Cummings. James is the executive director of Wildlife Mississippi and the incoming chairman of the Boone and Crockett Club, North America's oldest conservation organization. He wrote the book on the North American model of wildlife conservation, and I am thrilled to have him with me today. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, doing great. Got rid of a rainy weekend. <laughs> so you can see from my opening comments, there's a there's a flurry of activity going on. But I think the most important thing people need to hear that in spite of all these efforts, uh, my independent voice will be preserved. And uh, we'll be able to talk about these important issues so for the public to hear it. And you know what? The other point about the legislative process, it's important that the legislature have make decisions like around the sale of wildlife. That shouldn't be a three-vote decision by the commission. And it's important that we have debates about the makeup of the commission. These are This is all positive. This is important for our state to have these discussions, isn't it? Absolutely, and I think what you're what you're seeing, Ricky, is is whether it be on both sides or different schools of thought, wildlife and conservation and our natural resources are so important to this state, and that's why we're having that's why we're having multiple bills being introduced. You know, I'm thrilled that our that our legislature takes such an interest in in conservation and the stewardship of our natural resources, um, and and it helps really try to try to make these things better it's not just all about hunting or fishing this is this is big economic development for the state as well it really is i mean it's it's about it's about the vitality of communities across across mississippi but you know james what's one of the interesting things i just want to share with you is as a former publisher of newspapers which i had a terrific career and i retired in 2016 didn't expect to be working again i love doing this show and my other show is a way to connect and make a difference in the community but all those years of experience I think have positioned me well to have the kind of conversations and, and public discussions about the public trust that we need to have. I look at your past, man. What led you into the role that you're in today? And then you're, I mean, the fact that you're president of, of North America's oldest conservation organization and you wrote the book on the North American model of wildlife conservation. Do you find yourself sometimes thinking there's a little divine intervention that you find yourself in this moment? Yeah, and I'll tell you, a lot of this goes back to actually one of the early executive directors, who is a guy by the name of Jack Herring. And I'm fortunate enough that Jack is my mother's brother. Uh, really? So, yeah. so uh, Uncle Jack got me interested in all of this. And, of course, I have other relatives, Benny Earl Herring and many others that, that have been wildlife biologists over time. And, sure, we absolutely get frustrated when, when you know, politics trump science. It, it's, uh, but, you know, it's... We, as long as we're having a public debate and as long as we are cherishing the public trust in the process and not doing the you know the good work behind the scenes we're going to be we're going to be better off as a state hey when we come back on the other side we'll continue our conversation with James Cummings we'll see you after this break
ready to tackle all those chores with the help of a John Deere 3 Series tractor. Ag Up Equipment has the ultimate workhorse ready for you, and guess what? It comes with 0% financing for 60 months, plus $750 off. These tractors are powerhouses, equipped with a robust engine that delivers ample horsepower to handle a range of tasks on your property. Explore more unbeatable deals and offers by visiting us online at agup.com. Offer ends 229-24. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. We've got hand-washing stations with soap, paper towels, and water, and we've also got hand sanitizers to rent or sell. Please give us a call, 601-879-3969. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baronistreepros.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up? I'm tired of feeling so bloated. That used to be me. Then I got this. Align bloating relief plus food digestion. A probiotic, right? Yeah, it works naturally with your gut to help soothe occasional bloating and gas. Plus, it has vitamin B12 to aid digestion by helping convert food to cellular energy. Two benefits, one capsule. Align bloating relief plus food digestion from the number one doctor-recommended probiotic brand. Get $5 off at alignprobiotics.com. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend James Cummings, who's the executive director of Wildlife Mississippi and the president of the Boone and Crockett Club. And then when you add in the midst of all of that, he is, is written prolifically about the North American model for wildlife conservation. And I'm thrilled to call him a friend, and I respect him so much for the work that he does and his board does in the community. Um, you know, you you think about where you are and the opportunity you have, you know, not only in your role as with, with Wildlife Mississippi, but now with the Boone and Crockett Club. You've got a chance to really 
make sure that the ideals that the Boone and Crockett Club was built upon are the things that continue to guide our conservation efforts across America. That's got to be exciting for you. It, it, it really is. I mean, if you think about, you know, to me, one of my favorite presidents was Theodore Roosevelt. And he formed the club in 1887. And, you know, a lot of what he, he stood for and where he wanted to take this nation. And I was reading last night, uh, it was a 1903 publication on the Convention of Governors that he put together a national convention on conservation. And a lot of it was about the well-being of the nation. And, and that's why we need to be looking at conserving our forests and our waters and our rivers. You know, it wasn't about just more hunting. It was about the future of this great country. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so you look back at all of that, look at the look at the history of it. And it's incredibly important because um, we don't we don't want this this discussion about the sale and transfer of whitetail deer and wildlife in general. We'll talk about here in just a second. But you know we've always got to be aware there's going to be special interests that want to change the way we do things. And I think you know you, what you bring to the table is a is a is a wonderful awareness of the history that got us here. And you're passionate about that, aren't you? Absolutely. I mean, in, in Mississippi has played such a huge role nationally in whether it be conservation legislation or a lot of what we're talking about from a standpoint of, of fair chase and breeding deer and, and, and deer inside fences. When Roosevelt came to Mississippi in 02 and he refused to shoot a tied up bear and the teddy bear was born, that was the birth of fair chase hunting. You know, I mean, it, you know, it I mean, this it runs in this state's blood, you know. So, so look, we're, let's let's uh, remind people before we get too far away from it. I've talked about it a lot. You and I've had shows about it. I've posted about it, but I've come to appreciate. You know, when you think about when you think about transferring wild animals, you have to think about the science behind it and whether you'd be transferring diseases. You look over in in, in Texas, for example, the way they've spread CWD, etc. This the notion around around conservation and and the and the uh, North American wildlife model and that wildlife belong to the people that the the basis for Mississippi's success is rooted in that isn't it absolutely if I mean even if you look at part of the the, the Pittman Robertson act the the key author of that was or the main author was Keith Pittman he was born in Vicksburg you know but I mean if you it had you mentioned public trust in a little bit different light. You know, when our nation was formed, and a lot of times you like to talk about deer kings, and in, 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 in Great Britain, you know, the king owned all the animals. They owned the rights to guns, so you couldn't overthrow the government. Um, and in, in, when the United States was formed in colonial America, we didn't want to be like that. So, you know, wildlife is in public trust. You own the wildlife. I own the wildlife. All of us as citizens own that, you know. You know, firearms were also very linked to to wildlife ownership, you know, in terms of of the way we we structured things very different than uh, than what existed and where, where we many of us came from. You know, when people think about the Boone and Crockett Club, they think about records and stuff like that. And certainly that's a role you play. But what's at the, at the core of, of what makes that organization so strong after so many years? So, so our records program dates back to 1902. Uh, so it's got a little age on it, uh, and it's not about just having who killed the biggest buck or, or I have and I have two caribou. I might add in the record book, but it's not about that. It's about it's about the 
when somebody kills an animal of that quality, the 32 big game animals that are in the, that qualify for the record book, it's about collecting biological data, population and habitat data, and it's, overall it's an indicator of herd health. The killing of the person doing that is really is a minor part, you know. Uh, so that's really what our records program is about. It, it's it's a, it's a data collection method that helps us in wildlife management. And if we go screwing that up, if, you know, and if you, for example, if you put a $6 million man in 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 the human race, that skews your, your data up. You know, you can't have something that's so manipulated like that. And plus, it's not fair chase. You know, yeah. shooting something inside a pen, that's not, a, that's not what this club is about. And in fact, if you shoot something inside a pen or a fence, it does not qualify. And you can't even use our scoring system to score it. And most people don't realize that. Hey, you know what would be interesting? And we can talk about this on a future show. We'll talk a little bit more about CWD going forward. But I've really spent a lot of time studying Illinois and Wisconsin because these are two states that have taken entirely different approaches to the management of CWD. Wisconsin is a little bit more like Mississippi is currently. Hopefully we change that, but that's just the reality of it. Um, what happens when CWD takes hold in your state is that you lose basically mature deer. And so it would be interesting to see if in the Boone and Crockett statistical data that you see some states beginning to lose older deer. You know, I certainly hope that's not the case. I mean, we, you know, our 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 legislation on our books and our Mississippi Code, our commission has a right to to protect native wildlife as well as the recreational economy. And if we end up losing, you know, that larger segment, I mean, every time I turn around, Mississippi is 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 taking better and larger whitetails. And eventually, I mean, we're in the top ten states in the in Boone and Crockett's record book in terms of the largest whitetail deer. That's cool. That is so far different than when I was in 11th or 12th grade and we were all shooting a year and a half old bucks, you know. Um, but yeah, we, we, we've got to do everything in our power to protect us from things that are going to hurt the state's economy and hurt our native wildlife. And I think there's opportunity to do that. Yeah, I, we, uh, we have, we have really bought into quality deer management. And as you know, Mississippi put that on the, on the books. Um, I'm just showing just for you, and I'll describe it. But this is a wow. deer that I got this year, uh, over 160 inches on a tree farm that we lease, and it's a deer we had about three years of experience with on cameras and whatever. And we've, you know, we've get, for the most part, we have some neighbors that aren't on board with us. But the reality is, you're never going to get everybody on board. And, and because a neighbor might kill, it's no reason you should, you know, you should kill it. And we let it live, and it's a great story of what happens when you manage the herd appropriately. And, um, you know, I'm excited about that. And, you know, the, the Boone and Crockett Club has brought tremendous, tr- tremendous attention to those issues. Um, in, your, in your role with the Boone and Crockett Club, do you find yourself talking about the North American model for wildlife conservation very often? Uh, only about daily. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, no, I'm, I'm, I mean that. I mean, if you look at, at threats to... Threats to hunting, threats to 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 our what we what we enjoy and what you enjoy about being able to take that beautiful animal. Um, we're constantly having threats, both within our own camp, so to speak, and, and external threats uh, in terms of hunting. And what we don't need to be doing is doing things that give the opposition the opportunity to shut it down. Because people say, well, oh, it's you know we we have the right to hunt in Mississippi. Well, you doesn't mean you have the right to hunt deer hunt four months out of the year. You may they that's reduced to one day. You that's 
still having the right to hunt. But I don't think that's what we want at all. But the North American model, you know, whether you're looking at it, public trust or the prohibition for the commerce of dead wildlife uh, or the, or everybody being able to participate, like you were talking about earlier, uh, really providing hunting and fishing opportunities uh, uh, for all. That's that's a lot of what of what the North American model is, is all about. And at the very core of that is something you've mentioned as well in that scientific wildlife management. Scientific wildlife management. You look at the work that Bronson Strickland's doing up at Mississippi State. You, th- you think about William McKinley, and he's got such a. In fact, I, I, I really for people who have not watched the C Harrison County CWD public meeting, you can get it. You can go to the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks website. Watch that public meeting, and watch the beginning of that meeting where they give you the data what's happening around America as it relates to CWD. It was so extraordinarily well done. Uh, the, the department, at least the scientists at the department, have a really good handle on what we should be doing, and they really know what the trends are in America. It's exciting to see that as well. But if you think about it, for, for in a lot of ways, Mississippi is leading at least in having these conversations, and uh, really, really important quality deer management being being among them. Um, uh, we've we've been a leader in America, and we've got to work to stay there. Though we can't drop our guard, can we, James? Absolutely. You'll get a kick. You'll know I'm a real nerd when I tell you this, but my 11th grade science project, uh, I focused on the contribution of soil and age to deer antler growth. You know, that was 11th grade. (laughs) So you know I'm a real nerd if I did that. Uh, uh, We can't lose sight of, of those important things that make our state and make our country, and it really separates us. From, from the rest of the world. You know, uh, Norman Schwarzkopf, who was a, a member of Boone and Crockett, once said that, they, you know, the United States and Canada are the only two places where the ordinary citizen, the ordinary citizen can go out and hunt and fish. And that's something we've got to preserve. Yeah, that's right. I mean, one, I had a, a, a guest from South America, uh, South Africa, actually, once say on my a show that within 10 minutes of where we're sitting right now, we can be on public ground somewhere, that you can't do that anywhere else in the world. It's just an amazing thing that we have access to. Hey, when we come back in, on the other side, we're going to talk a little bit more about, about selling wild animals and why it's important for us to, to nip that in the bud as we continue our conversation with James Cummings. We'll see you after this break. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny, high near 61. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 36. Your Tuesday, sunny skies, high near 62. Tuesday evening, mostly clear, low around 36. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 67. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Don't see the rock, you better keep on rolling. Can't find time to make an appointment for an oil change? Rapid Oil Change offers no appointment needed services. Drive in and save big. We offer spacious waiting areas and complete most routine maintenance in 15 minutes or less. Stop by today and see why we've been Mississippi's fast service leader for over 37 years. Rapid Oil Change, where you should be going. If you don't see the rock, you better keep on rolling. 
get ready to tackle all those chores with the help of a John Deere 3 Series tractor. Ag Up Equipment has the ultimate workforce ready for you, and guess what? It comes with 0% financing for 60 months plus $750 off. These tractors are powerhouses equipped with a robust engine that delivers ample horsepower to handle a range of tasks on your property. Explore more unbeatable deals and offers by visiting us online at agup.com. Offer ends 229.24. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. It's the greatest show on dirt. The Dixie National Rodeo presented by Southern Ag Credits coming to the Mississippi Coliseum February 9th through the 17th. Come on out and experience world-class livestock brought to you by Harbor Morgan Rodeo. Barrel racing, bull riding, and more. Live in concert will be Colin Stout, Connor Smith, Tracy Bird, Chris Cagle, Megan Maroney, Sammy Kershaw, Corey Kent, and Parma Lee. Buy your tickets today at DixieNational.org. I'm Commissioner Andy Gibson, and I'll see you all at the rodeo. See how Mississippi conquered the world with the guitar. February 10th through May 11th, the America at the Crossroads exhibit brings 40 amazing guitars to the max in downtown Meridian, featuring instruments that Mississippi bluesmen like Robert Johnson and B.B. King made famous. See how the blues became rock and roll and how Mississippi shaped America's music six strings at a time. Rock on at the max, the Mississippi arts and entertainment experience. At Key Constructors, our mission is to build a legacy that will stand the test of time through hard work, dedication, and pursuing excellence. Key Constructors is a heavy civil construction company, a leader in the bridge construction world. Our goal is to provide a positive work environment for you to grow personally and in your career. We are proud of who we are and what we do, making it happen one bridge at a time. Come join our team of Black Label Bridge Builders. Check out Key Constructors on Facebook and other social media platforms and keyconstructors.com. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A total of 11 suspects have been taken into custody throughout the Metro Jackson area following a major drug bust in Florence last week. In all, five adults and six juveniles were arrested after the Rankin County Sheriff's Department received reports of an increase in overdoses over the last few months, leading law enforcement to begin investigating the sale of fentanyl in the area. According to Rankin County Sheriff Brian Bailey, several of the suspects were apprehended during the drug bust at a home on Carroll Avenue on Thursday morning. Two Jackson men face up to 32 years in prison for bank fraud and identity theft. 51-year-old Ronald Gardner and his co-conspirator, 45-year-old Anthony Myrick, opened an account at Bank Plus in another individual's name in September of 2022. Both suspects deposited several counterfeit checks in the account at various Bank Plus branches in the Metro Jackson area and withdrew the cash before the checks were determined to be fraudulent. Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Whether you're looking to learn a trade or expand your skills, contact MCEF today. Tune in to Middays with Gerard Gibbert each weekday, live from the Element Wealth Studios. Is retirement on your mind? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com to find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. Many organizations are seeking volunteers and funding to help accomplish their mission. At Volunteer Mississippi, we connect your organization with the volunteers and funding that you need to make a difference in your community. Want to learn more? Join us for our free roadshow training tour across the state of Mississippi. For dates, location information, and registration, visit volunteermississippi.org. That's volunteermississippi.org. 
No matter where you go, Super Talk Mississippi is there. With FM signals all over the state, you can hear Super Talk Mississippi from the Delta to the Red Clay Hills of Meridian and from Oxford to Biloxi. And when you're out of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk online at supertalk.fm. And on your smart device with the Super Talk app, you're proud to call Mississippi home. And we're proud to cover your state like no one else. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to uh, Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend James Cummings, who's the executive director for Wildlife Mississippi and uh, the current president of North America's largest conservation organization, the Boone and Crockett Club. Hey, before we go to the sell and transfer of whitetail deer and have that conversation, I just want to ask you real quick about um, Wildlife Mississippi. We haven't really talked much about that, but this this is an incredibly important organization led by some incredible um, volunteer leaders in, in our state, isn't it? It's, it's, we've got a, a great board and a lot of what we focus on is, is not just either acquiring more land or, or, or litigation, but really working on developing incentives and mechanisms for private landowners. In fact, I'll be in Washington DC tomorrow and the next day, uh, working on the next farm bill on the conservation title of the farm bill. And that's important in Mississippi because as you and I suspected, as you helped teach us, as you helped teach us during the conversations about the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund, there's enormous opportunities for us in terms of matching funds. And so the first allotment of money goes out. We're, we're doing a good job at matching. I expect the matching dollars to continue to rise if the farm bill gets reauthorized. Great opportunities for Mississippi in that regard. But it's exciting to see that we've hit the ground running, isn't it, buddy? Absolutely, and I, I commend the legislature for, for their great job on passing the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund. So, look, uh, we, we see we see legislation today in front of the legislature that's going to deal with the selling of wildlife, especially deer. That's something we, we talk about a lot. Um, you know, wouldn't the Boone and Crockett Club like it if 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 uh, if selling deer produced larger deer? You know, I think Theodore Roosevelt is turning over in his grave as you say that. You know, so, uh, absolutely not. I mean, this, you know, this genetic manipulation and things like that are, are against all the principles that the club stands for. You know, it's not about free ranging wildlife. You know, it's not ethical. Maybe it may be lawful in some states, but look, I don't want to be Texas. Nevada has things. That doesn't mean Mississippi needs to follow everything Nevada's doing. You know, um, you know. Mississippi has a very much in terms of a natural way of uh, uh, or, or uh, natural wildlife. We don't have a bunch of exotics running around. And I think that's important. You know, uh, it's kind of a, a Latin word, para natura, which means wild by nature. Uh, and if I kind of go back it, it, and that that means these animals should be kept in the wild. We don't need to domesticate those. Uh, you know, uh, if I look at the Mississippi Code that goes back to 1932, uh, defined a game animal and it made our state the trustee of those. We were talking about the public trust doctrine, doctrine earlier. Um, uh, you know, and, and of course the, the attorney general's opinion, you know, would make these, you know, uh, illegal except as permitted by law. Well, I mean, I could go commit a crime except as permitted by law. So certainly that's one opinion. We have a very different opinion. Uh, we be, believe that, that the, the 
you know, law of nature or why by nature uh, that that supersedes rulemaking. Uh, and for example, I mean, if I look at, say, the 16th section in Lowndes County where there's a lot of gravel mines or any, any 16th section where there's agricultural or forestry rights, they don't give that away. You have to pay for that, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we can't be giving away something that belongs to the state. You know, so that didn't that didn't make sense at all. But I'm really glad. I'm, I'm, I, and I agree with you. Your comment earlier. The legislature should be the ones. If there's going to be anything to do with with selling wildlife, that needs to be 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 conducted by the legislature. There, there, there's two exceptions. You can sell like bass and bluegill and brim for stocking purposes and parts of deer. But most people don't realize it. You can't even sell a mounted deer. It, there's plenty of carport sales and garage sales that do, but that's illegal as well. So uh, that's the. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned the AG's opinion. Uh, what happened is the, and this is why this is what piqued everyone's interest. Um, deer breeders asked the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Commission to seek an attorney general's opinion on this uh, from Lynn Fitch. Uh, the previous attorney general's opinion written by Jim Hood was extraordinarily well written. It was detailed and it was everything that we as conservationists and outdoorsmen and women would want. It was extraordinarily well written. But, you know, again, I'm a former publisher, so I understand how this works. It's not unusual at all for attorney generals to reverse previous attorney general's rulings. The, the fact that it's so fluid like that is is more the reason why this ought to be in the hands of the legislature. But essentially what Lynn Fitch's uh, ruling did is enable the commission to make this decision. And so with three votes, with only three votes, they could actually make the make it legal to sell and transfer white-tailed deer in Mississippi. Um, this needs to this door needs to be shut, and a way to shut it is to have the legislature do what it's doing. So hopefully this this is going to be a, a spirited discussion that it will it will result in legislation that is voted and signed by the governor, and we can move on away from this issue. But um, you know that's the, that's the problem with an AG's opinion; it can always be reversed. That's right. I've, I've never met Jim Hood before, but his his opinion was spot on, in my opinion. Uh, and and if I look at some of the bills in the legislature, Chairman Kincaid in the House has done a phenomenal job of of, of trying to protect the ordinary citizen that we were talking about earlier uh, by making sure that that the state's most popular outdoor recreation and that's uh, that's the hunting of white-tailed deer uh, stays exactly where it is, and that's for our that's for the good of our health and the good of our state's economy as well. Well, there were a couple of uh, bills last year <laughs> that were moving along pretty good, and then they got killed. And um, you know, we'll we'll maybe one day we'll talk more about the process that that led to that. But at the end of the day, they were killed, and so we had a chance to close the door last year, and we didn't. So we have a chance again this year to do it again, and hopefully they get it done this year. You know, it's um, I, I think you know th- these painful pivot points. Every state faces them. I think what you have to have is a conservation soul. You have to have conservation organizations. You have to have independent voices like mine. You have to have people who are willing to rally together and put their special interests aside and say, okay, how can we make decisions today that will preserve these resources in a way that generationally our kids and our kids' kids can enjoy it the way that we have? 
and it, it should guide us, but often it doesn't, unfortunately. But you know that's the nature of the, of the beast. That's why you have to have conservation organizations in this state. That's why you have to have legislators who care deeply about this, like 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 uh, in the case of uh, of Ken Cade, the chairman of the House Wildlife Committee. Um, that's the way it works. Um, but I hope the debates this year lead to closing the door. I, I hope so. I was very disappointed last year when, when these bills were not even brought up for a vote. Uh, and, and because the people of Mississippi, I think they see the importance of this. You know, if I look at, at uh, a National Rifle Association uh, publication, uh, they did a survey. And as controversial as dog hunting is, 55% of the people support dog hunting. Well, let's go down with hunting around on a property with a high fence and that falls into the 20s and strongly supports falls into the eight eight digits this is stuff that nra our partner boone and crockett's partners are working on this is something that a lot of legislators should pay attention to uh because if i look at their bios many of them are members of nra uh, but 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 even down to people like nra and and others are or right on the same page with us on this well, you know, you know this about high fences. That for, when this debate was happening last year, a lot of high fence owners were very upset because they're not deer breeders. You know, they have a high fence for whatever purposes that they have. Um, the number of deer breeders in the state, I think, number around five. That could have changed somewhat. Uh, in terms of high fences, you know, the fact that you know how many totally contained high fences are there really in Mississippi? You know, where trees haven't fallen on them or they haven't been maintained properly. Um, it's um, it's not high fence owners generally, even though there are ethical concerns about that that are that are focused on this issue. It's really just a very select few deer breeders, and right. um, and, and you know that's kind of the, that's kind of that situation. And, so James, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And you know, it, while I'm not crazy about high fences, you know, to me going the next step in terms of importing and breeding deer. You know, look, this is not about opposing high fences. This is about, is about stopping the sale of deer. And this is yeah. not about ethics. This is about money, period, money. That's all it's about, you know. And and we, we, we've got to recognize that that's all this is about. And it's not about money for the state. It's about money for putting the larger deer population at risk for the benefit of a few. I think you said it really well. And as long as that issue is hanging out there, we're going to be focused on it. So uh, while you're in Washington, what all are you going to be doing? So primarily, uh, I'll be working on the farm bill, and then I also sit on the board of the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation. Uh, so we have our leadership change uh, dinner tomorrow evening, uh, and so that's going to be the main thing. But primarily that, and then working on the farm bill. Uh, uh, we, it's the farm bill is so important to Mississippi. I give you an example: Wetland Reserve. They they just announced a new round of funding. Mississippi received twenty percent of the entire national pot of dollars. Uh, so. Um, we wanted 25. I'm just kidding. Uh, but we're real pleased uh, with with that. And, and but that just gives you an example of why why it's so important to the state. James, these are such important conversations. I wish you a lot of luck in Washington as you go as you go there. As we continue our conversations about the North American model for wildlife conservation, uh, the makeup of the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Commission, all these legislative debates and conversations are so important to preserving Mississippi's wildlife legacy. Hey, uh, Representative Timmy Ladner from Poplarville is going to be joining us, I think, after the break. If he's not able to join us, then we'll have we'll have James hang around for a few minutes. We'll see you after this break.
This is Jerry Lake, and I want to thank everyone, especially the 2,000-plus customers who made purchases at my retirement liquidation sale at Carter Jewelers. A large selection of fine diamond and gold jewelry remain unsold, especially engagement rings, diamond bands, earrings, and pendants. Loose diamonds are being set up. Unpaid layaways and repairs are being processed to sell. It's to your advantage and mine for this jewelry to be sold over the counter, even at 50 to 90% off versus selling to industry liquidators or the new owners. If you can buy jewelry anywhere near industry liquidation prices, it's a big win for you. And almost everything is below jewelry's replacement cost. And with this selection and these deals makes this the best fine jewelry sale I've ever been associated with. I'm Jerry Lake thanking everyone for a lot of great years at Carter Jewelers. Located downtown Jackson, two blocks from the Capitol on High Street and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. Those who are truly serious about their health have trusted and counted on Specialty Pharmacy for over 25 years. Their expert recommendations, combined with only the highest quality vitamins and herbal supplements, continuously produce results. Behind Primo's Cafe, off Lakeland Drive in Flowood, Specialty Pharmacy. Feel your best. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Hey, this is Will with Service Specialists. Are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, Service Specialists has been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. We have candidates for all your administrative, professional, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Check us out online at Service Specialists. LTD.com. That's service specialist LTD.com. Service specialist, your expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Service specialist with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Oxford, and now open in Columbus. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. 
Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires. Just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. Live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. We actually had uh, Representative Timmy Ladner from Poplarville on the phone. Uh, we were having some issues with Skype. So what we did was we asked James to hang around. I've got a really important conversation that I want to have with James here. And you'll understand that here in just a second. And we're in the process of getting uh, uh, Representative Ladner scheduled for next week. We'll spend a half a show with him and talk to him about where his passion for the outdoors comes from, what's the latest on his bill. Uh, he is creating a really, really important conversation in our in our legislature, and I look forward to introducing him to the to the to the community. Um, you know, one of the things, James, that I am so interested in watching is sometimes, you know, the anti-hunting crowd kind of it gets loud. And we as hunters <laughs> probably don't, don't speak loud back enough to them. But um, thank God that doesn't raise his ugly head in Mississippi too often. But it's really important for us to, to stay focused on the role that hunters play in conservation, isn't it? Yeah, and, 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 and while you say it may not, you made the comment about Mississippi, but there's plenty of ways that if I'm an anti for example, right now, I mean, like, like you know, two weeks ago, I was in Las Vegas at the SHOT Show. That's the shooting, hunting, and outdoor trade show, the largest outdoor trade show in the world. I was meeting with Federal. I was meeting with Remington. I was meeting with Browning, uh, a, a lot of different companies. And, and if you look, we, you know, they've been going after lead bullets. So now we're, we're looking at, 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 at alternatives. So, you know, there's, I understand there's going to be a powder shortage. So, I mean, so there's because of Ukraine. So there are a lot of things that, that the way they can go after things without just being in your face and opposing stuff, you know, but, but, you know, I think so, so, so many times we as, we as hunters or we as sportsmen and women, we do things you know, like Cecil the lion, if you remember all that, if you mentioned Wisconsin, this was a dentist in Wisconsin that, that, that shot a lion that came out of a park in, in Africa. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking about a quote. And, and by the way, when I was out at, at, at the shot show, one of our Boone and Crockett members was there. And I'm going to read a quote. I'm going to read the quote. Then I'm going to tell you who it is. And, it, and he said, if you if you wait, wait through long, cold hours in the November woods with a bow in your hands, hoping a buck will show, or if you spend days walking in the African bush, trailing Cape Buffalo while listening to lions roar, you're sure to learn hunting isn't, isn't about killing. Nature actually humbles you. Hunting forces a person to endure, to master themselves, even to truly get to know the wild environment. Actually, along the way, hunting and fishing makes you fall in love with a natural world. That's why hunters so often give back by contributing to conservation. That's wow. Don Trump Jr. Yeah. That's Don Trump Jr. that said that. Really? You probably weren't going to guess that one. Yeah. Um, um, but I think he's exactly right. So many times that, that I mean, I, 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 my wife calls me. She said, you're going deer watching again because I enjoyed looking and trying to, to go after that large buck. And 
of course, at the end of the year, end of the season, I have to catch up on my dough, dough quota. Um, after the rut, I might add. Sounds um, like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, so, but so many times we, we, we as hunters, we do things that, that cause people to oppose us. And we've got it with 80% of Americans now living in an urban space. We've got to do a better job of, of making sure that they understand why conservation and hunting and fishing is is part of our of our heritage here in America and why it should continue. Uh, and so I, I really think that's so important. And, and again, we often shoot ourselves in the in, a, in the foot. Hey, you and I talked about this last year when when hunters outdoorsmen are fighting with each other. <laughs> the anti-hunting community loves that, don't they? Absolutely. You know, my, that's one of my favorite African proverbs is when elephants fight, it's the grass that suffers. And and that's so often. And, and we we find that in the conservation community. Look at what we're doing right now. We're arguing over, you know, deer breeders. So you have the, the hunting community or the hunting and shooting community arguing among themselves. The anti-hunters are loving it, you know. So uh, that's that's not what we should be doing at all. We should be we should be working on figuring out how to advance conservation, doing the good things like a, a people smart people like a Timmy Ladner or a, or a Chairman Kincaid are doing. I, I say at the end of uh, my opening comments of the show today that we need to start a movement. Um, there's always a movement of sorts in the state because you've got a lot of conservation organizations that are focused. Sometimes we need an issue to get around that will rally the, the state of Mississippi in a way that says all outdoorsmen should pay more attention in this moment. And um, I think we need to do a better job of explaining why it's important to them to do that, don't we? Yes, and, and I, I think we do. A, for the most part, we, we we don't do. And I'm not speaking of you. I'm speaking of my colleagues. We don't do a very good job at all, educating people why things are important and 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 teaching them how do we solve you know some of Mississippi's problems like human health. Wild game is so important to to health and 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 it's nutritious. Uh, it's a form of good outdoor recreation. It helps burn calories, and we're one of the you know, a state that gets the least amount of exercise, but things like that. How can we, how can we do things utilizing outdoor recreation um, in a in a way that benefits the state and, and makes it a better place to live, work, and raise a family? No doubt about that, man. What a great tone to uh, to leave leave you on. I can't wait to have you back, James Cummings. Well, I look forward to being being back. I want I want to I want to talk more. On why things should be wild. You got to promise me that one day. We're going to have a whole show about it. We're going to have a whole show. You've written a book on it. We're going to have a whole show. Next week, we'll have Representative Timmy Ladner join us to talk about his bill to change the makeup of the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Commission. Look forward to that. And listen, have a great day. And as I always say, as I always end every show, stay safe when you're in the outdoors. Stay safe. Have a great week and God bless you. We'll see you next Monday. Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.